Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Savannah, Georgia. Today is September 13th, 2021, and boy, do we have an episode for you today. Now, we are bringing back Teresa McEwen of episode 79 to talk about Joe Exotic. That is right, everyone, the Tiger King. We're going to step away from produce for a bit, and we're going to talk all things Joe Exotic, everyone. But there is going to be a contest to hear about what Joe's favorite fruit and vegetable is. So stay tuned for the whole month of September and check out this never-before-heard audio from Joe Exotic himself. We are going to talk a little bit about the case. We're going to hear from Joe himself, and we're also going to be talking fresh fruits and vegetables, everyone. Now, my partner in crime, Michael Chavez, will be co-hosting with me today while we talk with Teresa and hear from Joe as well. And before we get started, how was Southeast Produce Council's Southern Innovations last week? We had a great time. Let's not forget, the Produce Industry Podcast has their virtual networking hour, September 22nd, 2021, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Pacific. Huge shout out to our sponsor today, Terra Exports, Ag Tools, Flavor Wave Fresh, Noble Citrus, Equifruit, Buck Naked Onions, Arctic Apples, Indianapolis Fruit Company, and John Green Logistics. Dynamite companies with dynamite support everyone. Well, without further ado, let's get this episode started talking about the judge and the journalist and the Tiger King. Mike, welcome back, man. Hey, Pat. Glad to be back, man. Uh, exciting stuff. Super excited about this podcast. Dude, I have been like, <laughs> I don't know, like sitting there in my chair, like moving back and forth. And, you know, when we decided to do this podcast and obviously bring on our, our special guests uh, that we have today, um, well, two special guests, I would say. One is a friend of mine. And then two is someone we have all seen so i'm really excited to really just bring a tiger king aspect that's right we're not talking fruit mike we are talking tiger king all day today and actually throughout the whole month of september we are gonna talk about joseph maldonado passage and really we're gonna hear about the judge and the journalist podcast man so the one the only joe exotic of course excited excited to be on this topic not gonna lie, man. Was on the treadmill earlier, humming. Cause I saw tiger, now I understand. I saw tiger. I, I saw tiger, man. I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I had that running in my head. I don't know if anyone heard me, but I was humming it, man. But really excited. Um, actually was listening to the judge and the journalist too. I mean. Very, very interesting stuff. Really excited to have Teresa on the show, be co-hosting with you. And honestly, just to be part of this, uh, Joe's been such a cultural icon for, I think, I don't know, at least with me since early 2020, 20, so really excited. 
Oh, right off the bat, man. Right off the bat. So if you're wondering who this mysterious Teresa person is, you have already heard her, everyone. She was on the podcast. She was episode 79. And guess what we learned about? The ABCs of everything. Now, Teresa has authored three books. She has been in the media industry most of her life. She has connections that will blow your mind, everyone. And when we hooked up together and she said, Mr. Pat Kelly, I would love to start a podcast. And I listen to your podcast every week. I go, what kind of podcast are you going to start? As she tells me, we're going to start this podcast called The Judge and the Journalist. And we are going to find justice for Joe and tear apart this trial. First of all, Mike, my mouth dropped to the floor. And I was like, what? I'm like, what are we talking about here? So everybody, the judge and the journalist. Okay, everyone, that is the podcast. You can check it out on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple. It is all about the Joe Exotic case. So everyone, before we get started, I just want to know Mike's favorite fruit. Because throughout this process, we are going to be able to hear what Joe Exotic's favorite fruit and vegetable are everyone that's right we got a line to joe exotic and we have never before and we have never before heard audio thanks to Teresa. so everyone we got to know mike favorite fruit and vegetable let's start it out you say yours i'll say mine and then let's see what happens at the end of september come on man you know fruit's easy i'm gonna stay in the citrus category i gotta stay where my roots are but i am gonna switch it up a little not a typical navel orange that nice Pink, Cara, Cara, orange is my favorite. Look for those basically December through March, April. Uh, those will be out and about. And as far as vegetables go, I don't know, man. I had some really good Brussels sprouts this weekend. And I think that's that's the leader right now, man. I don't know. It had this nice vinaigrette that was kind of sweet. So, I mean, it just cooked perfectly. I'm on that Brussels sprout kick, man, on the vegetable side. So what do you got, Pat? I can't say how dare you because those cruciferous <laughs> vegetables are fantastic. I love them. Uh, Brussels sprouts was probably going to be my go-to. Um, so I'll go with it. And then I'm also a citrus guy. You know I like that deco pond, that big uh, – that's sumo Mandarin because that's where people, you know, they recognize that from. So those are my two choices. I'm really interested to hear, you know, what Joe Exotic has to say. But before we even hear from Joe Exotic, let's go ahead and pull Teresa from the green room. Teresa, how are we doing? Welcome to the show. Well, I am so happy to be here, you guys. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, Teresa. I have talked to Mike off the mic and have told him so much about you. And listen, if you can, just give our listeners a little, I would say, 30,000-foot overview of Teresa. I mean, besides what they heard on the podcast, obviously, you're in a little bit of a new venture compared to when we talked last year. That is so very true. Going from writing children's books to doing a podcast about Joe Exotic. It, it is a bit of a bit of a bridge I've crossed there. Uh, but I've also always been in television, you know, reality television primarily. And um, so right now it's all about Joe. I'm also writing a book about him. I'm doing this podcast. I'm in touch with him on a pretty regular basis. So um, this is all great. Hi, Mike. Teresa, great to have you on. I am so excited. Like I said, no joke. I was listening to the judge and the journalist earlier today. Mind-blowing. 
mind blowing. So I think from my perspective, I'm your average, you know, average Joe. We'll just say that um, <laughs> I've seen the the Netflix documentary, you know, started watching it. And I can remember exactly when I threw it on. I was getting ready for my daughter's birthday back in March of 2020. And it's kind of playing in the background, you know, and I'm cleaning, I'm getting things ready. And my jaw is just dropping every five minutes. I catch something. And that Netflix documentary blew my mind because it's highly entertaining and as, as crazy as it gets, you're like, it can't get any crazier. It, it just raises the bar every time. So I was, know the next episode is just as nuttier than the last. Yes. Well, well, and I, I mean, I have to commend you with the judge and the journalist. I mean, I was floored by some of the information that's shared, you know, really your take on 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 Joe as a person. And I know you've been intimately involved with them for some time now. So, I mean, one big question I would just hop right into it is how did you get connected with Joe Exotic for us average listeners who've only been exposed to basically that Netflix documentary? Well, yeah, he's not in my normal circle of friends. That is for sure. But <laughs> it, just so, it just so happened that I was. Uh, you know, in Texas, living in Texas for a short period of time. And a friend of mine from my old days at Inside Edition, he was a reporter and I was a producer there. And he called me out of the blue and said, you've got to come up to this crazy place I'm working. And I'm like, oh, now what? Because jo- Rick is like a crazy guy anyway. That's what and, I was going to uh, say. Who Who is the gentleman so Mike can make that connection and the audience can make the connection? Who is this guy you're speaking of? So his name is Rick Kirkham. And if you watch the Netflix documentary, he's the first person you see is in the opening scene, sitting at the kitchen table, firing up a cigarette and starts talking. So that's Rick Kirkham. He was he was brought onto the park to do Joe, Joe Exotic TV program. He brought he came in. He was going to make it. I mean, he built an entire studio and he made it very like very professional. Amazing. But he was living there also. And he was seeing what we're, we're talking about, which is the craziness every day. He's like, you know, he had like a cut on his neck from a tiger and he had, you know, it's just like crazy. And uh, so anyway, he's like, you got to come up here. It's a reality show in the making. I, I am telling you. And he goes, this guy calls himself Joe Exotic, King of the you know, Tiger King. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. So I got in my car and I drove to the zoo. There you have it. Spent three days there shooting everybody, filming all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, uh, playing with baby tigers playing with every critter known to man going into the trailers where they all lived it was fascinating i remember rick very clearly too so i do remember he wears a very nice uh uh indiana in the very beginning exactly i was gonna i was looking yeah indiana jones type hat very well-spoken gentleman and i would say out of that documentary he's one of the persons that comes off very genuine where he he doesn't portray joe in a negative light but he's not total positive i mean i think he gives a very balanced uh opinion of his experience with joe do you think that's accurate i mean he he seems i I would have to say i believe the guy i believe everything that he says well i think he's changed his tune a little bit since um since that movie came out but when i was there he was a huge fan of joe's and he was doing an amazing job and he came in to do a job and he did it and um you know ultimately what joe always says is that you know he brought everyone in there he always he believes that every person and every animal deserves a second chance. So his whole goal was to bring in people that, you know, needed a fresh start, a new chapter. And that's pretty much what Rick was doing there and a whole bunch of other people. But but honestly, Joe said it best. So let's hear from him on this, on just kind of what it's like there and why he, why he hired the people he hired. Okay, well, you know, first of all, the, these people are given a chance. To, to straighten up and, and make something of themselves. And 
to come from uh, a drug habit or an alcohol habit uh, or just socially not accepted, you know, whether you're gay or bisexual or, or whatever, you, they are provided a safe place with inside this cage, okay? The outside world can no longer judge them because these guys don't judge you at all. And as long as you are true and you take care of them, these guys are going to love you forever. Okay. Okay. All right. Mike, this is crazy because that does not sound like the normal Joe exotic with the, the pink blazer, the crazy hat, the hell y'all doing. You know what I mean? I mean, that sounds like almost like a businessman. Hey, you know what? You got to re-listen to uh, the judge and the journalist because this is very fresh in my mind. He makes a comment. I believe it's a second episode where he says, I've got, you know, three closets full of blingy wardrobes and I like dressing up this, that, the other. But you know what? Part of that part of that uh, of uh, I don't know if it's a first or second episode of the judge and the journalist. Um, it really shows him in a light. And I know I, I think it's you, Teresa, who comments that he's a very simple guy in overalls, you know, likes to get his hands dirty. He did work there at the uh, zoo, you know, very humble man. And I, I can relate to that, you know, in the ag business, you know, we're not sitting here in suits, you know, in our executive offices, we're got, we got cowboy boots on and we're out in the ranch getting dirty. So I, I respected the heck out of that with Joe, um, you know, and I, I mean, you can hear the genuine, you know, how genuine he is in his voice. So, I, I think it's very interesting how he's portrayed in a certain way in the Netflix documentary where you just expect a gun-toting, blingy, mulleted, crazy guy. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm so happy you picked that up. It is the first episode. And the whole point of it was to change the narrative about Joe because the person, the Joe I met when I went to the zoo, I did see blingy guy. I watched him do his tiger show. I, you know, he threw a condom at me. That was his business card. It was crazy stuff. But when I sat down to talk to him and he sat, we sat in his living room. He sat on the couch with the cutest little, three little tight little baby tigers. Actually, I think they were ligers uh, crawling all over him during the interview. It was, it was, and he was so, he was so smart. He was so well read he had so much to say about so many things and at the end I said um, you know this is not the guy I expected at all you know and I said I really liked what you had to say and he's like I hope tv likes it you know and boy did it turn out to be true <laughs> but he was he was um there's very 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 interesting and diverse sides to this man for sure well, I know I know one part of this was you know some of his uh, his genius ideas, really his ingenuity stuck with me, you know, how he was repurposing food that was being thrown out, you know, working it for the zoo. He wasn't throwing that money in his pocket. He was building better cages, trying to give these animals a better quality of life. Um, I know um, you guys talk about a make a wish program that really, of course, pulls at the heartstrings where, you know, he took time where he didn't need to. You know, yeah, he didn't it, was have to do the, this. it was called the Miracle Animal Network or Animal Miracle Network, one or the other. But yeah, and they did. They granted last wishes to to children, adults, everybody, anyone that wanted to be able to pet a baby tiger before they died. He would, no, he would get in a truck and they drive across country. No, and that takes a special person. You have to respect that. I mean, I know he's been portrayed a certain way. And like I said, I'm the average. Hey, I've only seen the Netflix documentary. That's as much as I know about Joe Exotic. And really leading up to this podcast, I've tried to keep it that way. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I mentioned, I'm two, I'm two episodes into The Judge and the Journalist. 
Um, one thing I would say is comparing the notes from those two episodes and what I've seen on Netflix, one big question that I have for you, Teresa, is what three truths would you want the average person to know about Joe Exotic or his zoo um, in any of the combination of those two? Well, I think the first one, uh, first and foremost, is I think the thing that turned the world against him was that he callously shot five tigers to make room for more tigers. Simply not true. In the court uh, transcripts, you know, we didn't go into it in a lot of detail, but basically those five tigers were in severe pain and Joe put them down with a single gunshot because to tranquilize a tiger, because you can't just go in and give them a lethal injection, they'll kill you. So you have to tranquilize them. And to do that, um, a lot of times they go into convulsions and seizures for 45 minutes. It's not a humane way to put down a tiger. So number one, he loved his tigers. He told me the whole story of the day he put them down. It was a very difficult thing for him to do. He did it out of love for the animals. So in the Netflix um, series, you don't get that impression. It seemed like he callously went in and, and that is just simply not true. The second truth about him is that he can be a whack, he can be rude, he can be over the top, he can be all the things you saw in that Netflix, but that man has a heart of gold. He is loyal to a fault. He would do anything for anybody. If you're a friend of his and you need help, you pick up that phone, he's there. And like we were talking about the Miracle Animal Network and all that sort of thing. Everything he he did so much, every Thanksgiving has fed the homeless, hundreds of homeless people. This is, a, this is another side to him that, uh, that his heart, which again, wasn't really portrayed in the series. And then the third thing in the series that I think uh, was, you know, not accurate in terms of, you know, what they were showing is that um, the people that they interviewed, I don't know if you were, I mean, they were all like what you would call not credible witnesses, yet they all showed up at court. And no one has talked about the trial, which is why Judge Susie and I said, someone's got to do a podcast about his trial because all these people got up there and told lies. I mean, I know for a fact, because I've seen evidence of all this stuff, I've seen the uh, you know, the, what, the part of the um, trial where they basically nailed him because they had a hitman, he had $3,000 and he had a burner phone, right? Well, the burner phone was a joke because he stole it. Alan Glover, the alleged hitman, stole it from their restaurant, called the pizza phone, stole it from the restaurant. Joe didn't even know he had it. There's, I have their, the texts on the phone showing that Joe had no idea who had that phone. The $3,000 was a loan from the zoo to Alan wasn't money to buy, you know, pay for a hitman. So there were just, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, basically lies out there that we're just trying to get to the bottom of. And that's why I wanted to do the podcast is like, I'm not saying the man is perfect and I'm not saying he didn't do things wrong or that he'd push the limit, but the man is innocent of what he's serving 22 years in prison for. And it's an unjust sentence and it's uh, time that the truth comes out. That's all. That's all we're trying to do. Get the truth out. Alan Glover, man, what a character. I'll tell you yeah. what. I mean, the minute they bring him into that Netflix uh, series, you take a look at him. And I mean, I don't judge books by, books by their cover, but I'll tell you what, that guy looks like he's bad news. I know you guys talk about that, um, you know, in the uh, Judge and the Journalist. But uh, I'll tell you what, I, I think that's a big deal is the credibility of the witnesses is something that I would, I would question just off a common sense basis. 
And I think you hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, just, just consider the source, you know? I know. And, you know, it's, I mean, poor Joe has been screaming from the mountaintops trying to get people to listen to him. So, he, you know, we actually did record some audio uh, from him about Alan Glover. So let's take a listen to that, too, because, it's you know, he kind of just says it real straightforward. How can, how can anyone sit in a courtroom, a federal courtroom, and have somebody like Alan Glover testifying that I paid him $3,000 to go kill Carol Baskin and gave him a cell phone and took a picture of her so he would know who to kill when they had the cell phone text messages from that phone, the pizza phone, in the courtroom, suppressed with a protection order to keep the jury from seeing it, where he admits to his girlfriend where they stole the phone? What the heck is going on? I mean, seriously, Mike, at this point, um, I, I feel like if you're in the system, they, they got you because I, I'm listening to this and it's like, I get scared what I'm wearing if I have to go to court, let alone if I was to talk, um, like I said, like like Alan Glover supposedly talked in the courtroom, man. I mean, heck, I, I have I had court this last month for, you know, something small. You know, it's like a traffic ticket. And I was scared of the judge. You know what I mean? It was like, what the heck is going on? This is some uh, this is some good, deep stuff, man. I've got a lot of questions, is what I would say. And I've been in a few in front of a few judges, you know, in my day. And over small stuff, medium stuff. And I'll tell you what, you did not step outside the lines of the courtroom and especially the judges tolerances. I don't get it, man. I got a lot of questions. I don't know how I, I don't know how Alan Glover was pulling this stuff off. I mean, just just a lot of questions. I'm sure like probably a lot of the listeners. Well, I was going to ask Teresa, I mean, obviously Susie being the judge, right? Um, mm -hmm. I bet she had a couple comments about that. I mean, I know Susie, I've been in the studio with her, but what do you, what did, uh, between you, the journalist and Susie, the judge, you know, what was that like? Well, you know, it's interesting. I came across her weirdly because uh, I was doing um, this Joe Exotic series on Discovery ID and a friend of mine, also from Inside Edition, her name's Adrienne Schwartz, and she said to me casually one day, yeah, you know, the, my next door neighbor, she was the judge that declared Don Lewis dead. I'm like, what? Don Lewis, you know, Carol Baskin's missing husband. I'm like, wait a minute, what? So I go, well, I got to meet this woman. So anyway, I she happened to be in Santa Monica living for like during the pandemic when the whole Tiger King thing was out. And I went down and we met and we started talking and we, and then we kind of got curious about the trial. I'm like, why isn't anyone talking about the trial? I mean, that's the thing that got him in, in prison, but no one's covered it. It's not in Netflix. It's not in any of the stories that are coming out. I'm like, and they don't allow cameras in there. So what the heck, you know? So anyway, long story short, she said to me one day, you know, we should do a podcast about it because I have a lot of questions. So we got the transcript. We started going through them. And we were fascinated and, you know, then it just grew into let's, we got to do this. It was almost like a calling. And I love dealing with her because she has such a different point of view. She's a judge. She's asking the, the legal question. She's looking at it from a judge's point of view. You know, like I'll say something like that was outrageous. And she's like, but it's at the discretion of the judge. Like, you know, she kind of <laughs> keeps me from, <laughs> from going crazy. And oh but then my. she's also been, and you know, we've got some terrific guests because she will reach out to someone like this guy, Todd Foster, who lives in Tampa, who was a former FBI agent. Then he was a federal prosecutor and now he's a federal defense attorney. He knows the whole system. So to, to talk to him and understand how 
it went from A to B, how you get indicted and how they superseded the indictment and all this stuff that it's kind of been kind of out there, but you don't really know what's going on. And and by the way, Joe explained it to me as well. So let's hear it from him because he talked about it. When they finally got me to Oklahoma City, yeah, they they offered me a deal if I would plead guilty to one murder for hire, they would drop the other one. I told them to go to hell. I wanted to go to trial because I wasn't guilty of any of them. So after I told them to go to hell, then they superseded my indictment with 20 animal charges. See, the two of those charges involved Jeff Lowe right. and, James, and Mark Thompson. So I, we didn't have time to recall him. I'm being amazed every single time that we get to hear from Joe. And you know what? I'm even more excited to be working with Teresa on the judge and the journalist. You might have seen it on some of my social media channels. I've posted about it. Heck, some of you have commented and said, oh, no, not this crap. Well, guess what? It's not crap, everyone. This is justice for Joe, everyone. That's what it's about. Teresa, it, it really has been a pleasure having you come on. It's been a pleasure working with you and you bring this light to the table. Now, everyone, there's more to come. We still get to find out Joe's favorite fruit, Joe's favorite vegetable, and some other cool things about fruits and vegetables at the actual zoo, okay? When it was opened, right, by Joe. So these are things we're going to be able to find out. Uh, Teresa, any final comments as you exit today? Well, I just think that if people are interested in hearing this story without all the sensationalism, but the true facts, which are just as sensational, but accurate, they should tune in because it's a good story. And maybe between all of us, we could actually get justice done. 100%. Teresa, thank you so much for coming on. We look forward to chatting with you for the rest of the month of September. I am very much looking forward to this as well, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Teresa, so great having you. I mean, just amazing content, amazing truths that are being uh, shared. And thank you so much for coming on. We really do appreciate you. Well, I will see you all soon. Mike, this has been such a crazy episode. I have been, I say biting my fingernails because I have been able to hear a lot of this content working with Teresa so very closely and being able to get on the line with Mr. Joe Exotic. So these are all things that have just been fun, right? And being able to expose this, listen, we're taking a little bit of break from our normal produce show the you know the produce industry podcast um but what a way to incorporate it right talking about joe's favorite fruit favorite vegetable and some of the fruits and vegetables that were incorporated at the zoo i mean dude tell me tell me that was that was pretty cool hearing from Teresa. hey Teresa being on joe coming on never never would i have guessed that i'd be getting on a podcast with joe exotic holy moly um you gotta love the guy i mean he lets it all hang out. What can we say? And I mean, the way he ran that zoo, just the craziness we've learned, you know, some of the truths that Netflix has put in front of us versus some of the truths that are coming up with Teresa and uh, and the Judge and the Journalist uh, episodes. I mean, just amazing stuff. As much as I thought I was over the Joe Exotic hump of entertainment, it, it rises back up man. There's, there's no getting away from this guy. Yeah, it's like you said, lets it all hang uh, loose. No pun intended, right? <laughs> <laughs> So everyone, we got to have a little contest here and we want you to send us your comments. Uh, send us what you think Joe's favorite fruit is. 
Tell us what you think his favorite vegetable is. And yes, we want the down and dirty answers, everyone. We want everything that you can think of. Give it to us juicy, just how Netflix gave it to us juicy. Okay, everyone? That's what we want to know. What do you think Joe Exotic's favorite fruit is? And what is his favorite vegetable? And all of the audio you have never heard before and have not been released to the public everyone so you're gonna want to stay tuned for this i can't wait man every time joe hops on with us i just get excited you can't help but get excited having a cultural icon like himself on and i mean honestly him just getting a chance to to uh, tell his truth and share his story is pretty amazing I'm going out on a limb. The vegetable, I don't know what I'm going to vote for with Joe. And I'm going to guess they went through a lot of bananas there at the zoo. So I'm going on the fruit side. I'm going banana. You're going, oh, you're going with the fair trade banana by Equifruit. Oh, man. Hopefully they're fair trade bananas. I hope so. Oh, my goodness. That is that's a good guess. Now, listen, everyone, uh, spoiler alert. I'm not going to give you my guess. I'm going to put it in the comments. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let you think that I know that you know that I know that what you think might be right. So again, and if I was to pick, I'm a citrus guy, man. So I'm going to be like, does he like citrus? That was one of the first questions I asked. I was like, I was like, does he like citrus? No, no one likes get out of here. You citrus guy. I'm like, Hey, I'm just trying to promote the crop. Right, Mike. So everyone let's hear from Joe exotic one more time. And we will see you next week. Cause I saw Tiger, now I understand. I saw Tiger, Tiger saw me. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.